What's up, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of One and Ones. On this episode, we meet Jen, or better known as Jen Swen amongst the crew. Jen Swen is someone who, during her time with Cat and Cloud, has done it all. She's worked with the company as a barista helping open our Abbott Square location, to then taking a position as one of our roasters early on, back when the roastery was at our Portola location. She's now the roastery coordinator, roasting those sweet baby beans y'all enjoy in your cup every day, as well as helping train our new roasters. Aside from what she has done and is doing, she's also traveled with us to various educational trips, such as an origin trip to Honduras, SEA, and a wholesale trip down in Southern California visiting our wholesale partners. She may be very soft-spoken and a few words, but she means business and works with much intensity and focus to bring everyone only the best of the best. As always, have a great day. Happy first week of June. I'll see you guys later. I feel like Trooper's not the right word or the right name for it because it's not a Trooper. It's a job done fine. Yeah, but it, we again, we've been through a lot. Yeah, but it's not like, I would would just think, when I think of Trooper, I would think, like, it would be, like, some rinky-dink, like, this car would be Trooper, you know? Like, you know, it's a Trooper. Trooper's a champ, though. (laughs) Here's why. Okay, so Trooper and I, Trooper 2.0, okay? The Honda edition, not the Suzuki edition. Man, I loved that car, too. But Trooper, this one, when uh, I got him... August, no, September, no, August, <laughs> I got him <laughs> August 2018, um, and then I was like, all right, I'm new, and you're new, we're new to each other's lives, we're just getting to know each other, and we have different vibes, like, me and Trooper, we didn't really get along at first, we didn't, it was, how do I explain this? Trooper is very, I mean, not right now, very clean and crisp, <laughs> <laughs> very new, very efficient, not, you know, so much like culture and just, like just covered rustic. In, covered in Mila hair. Right now. Shout out Mila. <laughs> <laughs> um, whereas opposed to my other car, like we had stories together and I was like, all right, well, you know, we're going to make new stories. So I strapped on a surfboard and... I started to go to the beach with troop this trooper. And then some little lights started lighting up on the dash. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And so I didn't even make it past the block of my house. <laughs> then I had just gotten him. like Maybe like three days or a week had passed. And then uh, I go back and it's like all the lights were like something was wrong with the automatic brake system. And I was like, that seems important. So I took it to the Honda, and they were like, okay, well, like, you just got this car. Like, what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. That's why I'm here. And then so I wasn't with Trooper for, like, two weeks after I got him. And I had planned to move to Santa Cruz. Did you get a new? or? <sighs> yeah, I got it new. Huh. So it was, like, a weird electrical thing. Yeah. And I was like, y'all fucked up. <laughs> this is a new car. You sold me a dinky one. And they are like, no, we didn't. We'll fix it. So they fixed it for free, obviously. And then that delayed my plan to move to Santa Cruz when I wanted, but then eventually I got here. And so the night I moved to Santa Cruz, 
that that night my bike got stolen. No. Yeah. And then two days later, someone crashed into trooper. This trooper. While it was parked at 7 (laughs) a.m., someone crashed into Trooper. And then that was so I moved to Santa Cruz and then someone crashed into my car. And then when they crashed into my car, I obviously like I was like, I'm not paying for this shit. You're going to pay for it, which they did. And then. I wasn't I was without a car for a month. Or no, maybe even longer. Because this happened in September, and I didn't get Trooper back till November. My God. Also, in addition, when I moved to Santa Cruz, I didn't have a set job. And then I moved up here, hoping to get a said set job. And it didn't work out like I wanted. So then, I didn't have a bike, I didn't have a car, (laughs) and I didn't have a job. And I was unemployed and without any form of transportation (laughs) for three months. And I borrowed a rental car. I obviously didn't pay for that one either, but I had to put gas in it. And it just felt like in that moment, I did all the wrong things. I was like, I shouldn't have moved to Santa Cruz. This yeah, was a mistake. Your life's like falling apart. I was like, I, I'm running out of money. I don't have the things. I'm super unhappy. And I'm. Oh my God, this has turned into a sad story. <laughs> but, and I was like, all right, I'm going to give it two more weeks. And then I'm going to, you know, I'm going to give it to the end of October. And then I'm going to go back home for two weeks until I get Trooper back. And then, you know, take a week break to kind of reconnect, figure out some new things, and then go somewhere else. I was going to go to, like, a different country and then just stay there until I figured out my next plan. And then I get an email from Jared Truby, and he's like, hey, we would like to set up a second interview with you. And that's where you were <laughs> with Alex. And I was literally at like the lowest point of my life. <laughs> or okay, no, that was when I was living in LA. <laughs> I was at like my morale was low. I was like, it's Thanksgiving. I missed my own birthday with my parents and my mom's birthday. And because I made a decision to move out here. And I don't even have my car and all these things are going wrong. And here's this guy who wants to sit down with me and doesn't want to give me a job. He just wants to talk to me. <laughs> I was like, cool. And then, so I'm like, I'm um, here to talk to Jared. And they're like, oh, yeah, he's in the back. And I'm like, okay. And I go in the back. And he's like, hey, I just wanted to tell you that you have the job. We liked you the first time we talked to you, but you weren't living here. And now you are. So welcome to the team. And then he shoots <laughs> salt into the water. Into my water. Into your water. He's like, you need electrolytes? <laughs> and then after, I was like this. What? <laughs> He's like, yeah, you have a job. Um, So we'll connect with you and we'll let you know what's next. But Wait, but you had a bike that day. No. Yeah, you did. Uh-uh. You had a black bike. Uh-uh. Yeah, you did. That was, No. That was, How? I had this car. And then after I met with Jared, I had my stuff packed and I drove down to L.A. for Thanksgiving because it was the week of Thanksgiving. Swear to God, you had a bike. Mm -mm. What? No. My memory's off. A little bit. You know what? That all makes sense now because my first impression of you is, was, (laughs) like, way different because I know you now. Because you just seem like pretty, like, a normal person. (laughs) 
<laughs> yep. Yep. So. And then you started working, and then you acted crazy. Yeah. It's like, oh, no. She she fits in a cat and clown. I am crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you met me, I was, like, just, that was it. I was like, I'm either going to stay in Santa Cruz or I'm going to leave. And it was, like, literally in that moment. Like, whatever Jared was going to tell me was going to say, like, I am going to stay or I'm going to leave. And he said something where I said, I'm going to stay. And in almost two years, coming to you next November. <laughs> I don't know how to do time. I will, yeah, I stick. I stuck around. Well, we are glad that you did. Yeah. And, uh... That... But it's all been uphill since then. That turned into a quite a long story. It was from the car. <laughs> yeah, that's why we're here, and that's why this is Trooper, because me and Trooper have a lot of conversations together. And okay. by you know what, I I I agree now that his name should be Trooper. Yeah, you've you've changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, I changed your mind that his name is Trooper, <laughs> and we have, like I said, a lot of conversations. And by a lot of conversations, that's me talking to myself. In this car. No, you've done a lot of podcasts in this car. Oh, I've done podcasts too, but a lot of it is like me and Trooper just <laughs> kind of going at it, like ranting and venting. <laughs> Life's hard. <laughs> but yeah, we're all good. And now we're happy. And now we're here staring at the grayness of the Pacific Ocean. Sounds beautiful. <laughs> I made it sound super good. Uh, so... Jen, Jen Swen, Jennifer, Jenny. You know what I like to be called, right? Jen Swen. Jen Swen. Or, that's it. No. <laughs> well, I feel like you said Jenny. Yeah. But only certain people call you Jenny. Yeah, my f- my friends call me Jenny. So, and no one calls me Jen. Except for people who I work with. Mm-hmm. And I think it's be- it's my fault. It's because I told them to call me that. But now I'm like kind of regretted it. Because I've never liked the name Jen. Mm. So now I'm like stuck in this awkward spot. Yeah, I also don't like when people call me Jen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that's not my name. That's not my name. Jen Swen. Yeah, I like Jen Swen. Jen Swen. Nikki J came up with that. Like my first, the first day I ever worked. Why is she so great at everything? I know. Why can't we all just be like Nikki J? <laughs> Tune in on the next episode to <laughs> find out how. <laughs> um, so, Jen Swen, where did you grow up? I grew up in Ben Lomond, California, which is a small town in the San Lorenzo Valley. So it's in the Santa Cruz Mountains. It's like 20 minutes away from the beach. Okay. No, maybe a little bit longer. And I drive fast, though. (laughs) (laughs) Ben Lomond, California. Mm -hmm. It's really nice. I really like it up there. It's, I mean, I also grew up in the city, so I like everything that doesn't have to do with the city. (laughs) I really like the Redwoods. I like going from, you know... I work where I can pretty much see the ocean and then back into the forest. 
I like it. What was your favorite thing about growing up in Bedlamin? Um, I didn't really like growing up in Bedlamin when I was a kid. When like, you were a kid, yeah, I didn't really like it. I thought it, like I really wanted to move to the city. I think I was much. I don't know. I don't know why. I think like all um, the rest of my family did. So. No, they mainly lived in the suburbs. I don't know. I just didn't really like it. I didn't really like not having a sidewalk to walk on. Mm. And I didn't really like riding my bike on um, the road that I grew up on because it's very sketch. It was pretty much just like a one-lane road mm. on a mountain. And you could fall off the cliff. So Danger, <laughs> as some people would say. And I did fall off the cliff. <gasps> Into a thorn bush. Oh no! Because <laughs> I was I was riding my bike with my um with my dog and my neighbor's dog. My neighbor's dog was really big, and I like stopped, and of course I was on the side of the cliff, and there was a car behind me, so I stopped to let it pass. Turned out to be my friend's mom. And so the dog, like, accidentally, like, kind of pushed me, and I lost my footing, and I fell. And I only fell about, like, a couple of feet, because there was, like, a thorn bush right there. And then my friend's mom come out, comes out, and she's just like, oh, my God, Jennifer, are you okay? Oh, my gosh. And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. It's just really awkward. <laughs> How old were you? I was probably, like, I wasn't that young. I was, like, 13 or something. Oh my gosh! What's twelve still? or thirteen? <laughs> no, it wasn't even that far. It was it was kind of funny, but <laughs> but I don't ride bikes anymore. Never forget. No, dude, bikes are dangerous. I do not like bikes at all. Shout out helmets. Lexi's been trying to get me to ride a bike. Zed's been trying to get me to ride a bike. I don't want to ride a bike. Hey, you don't have to ride a bike if you don't want to ride a bike. If there's any slight like decline, I, mm -hmm. I get freaked out. Mm, I feel. I feel. All right. Well, I'll set up a timer where you can ride bikes on flat ground. No. <laughs> okay, for sure. We'll just get on one of those jump bikes. Um, so, grew up in Ben Lomond. Didn't necessarily like growing up in Ben Lomond. No, I did like living... When you were young. Yeah, but I did like growing up next to Santa Cruz. Because when I was a kid, I loved going to the beach. And, I, of course, I loved, like, the boardwalk and stuff. But now I, like... I'm over all of that stuff, mm -hmm. and now I'm, like, kind of... It's kind of the, the opposite now, mm -hmm. which is mm -hmm. funny. Like, I like staying in the mountains. That makes sense. Yeah. I get that. Yeah, my... I just... I, I, I used to be the kind of person that, like, if they were at the beach, they had to be, like, in the water. Mm. And now I'm, like, I'll just sit in the car and look at the ocean. That's, that's what we're doing right now. And the... Even though we Brinkly. can't really see it. <laughs> maybe, maybe, no, no <laughs> this is not on. Um, so, w when you were younger, didn't necessarily fully enjoy it. Did no. you move away at some point to, or did you, have you always lived in where you live now? <laughs> yes, I did move away for a year to Durango, Colorado, and I really, I don't know, I, I liked it, 
but at the same time, not. I just, I don't think I had the best experience there, so kind of just like tainted the whole place for me. But I, I would love to visit there, mm-hmm. probably like multiple times. I would love to go back for the summer. Um, I have a lot of good memories from there, and it just wasn't my place, mm-hmm. and I kind of knew that, and I just. That was when I realized I really wanted to live in Santa Cruz. Nice. And so then did that kind of help you appreciate a little bit more where you grew up, do you think? Like you just kind of needed to create, see something different, experience something different to feel content? Mm, Yeah. I was really sad to be moving away. I was really excited because, you know, it's the only place I've ever lived. And then, yeah. Yeah, I guess it did make me appreciate it a little bit more. I guess um, made me appreciate the San Lorenzo Valley a little bit more because I used to hate it. Mm-hmm. So, did you go to? Did you move to Durango for school? Mm-hmm. Just for school. Um. Yeah, just for school. What were you like thinking about studying, or what did you study in the meantime while you were there? Um, I was a business major, and. Um, yeah, that's it. (laughs) (laughs) What about, like, what it gave you that inclination or that desire to, like, kind of explore the business aspect of majoring in it or studying? Um, I pretty much always wanted to study it. I mean, I picked my major. I knew what I wanted to study when I was in high school, so it's just always what I wanted to do. Mm. My dad owned his own business, and there was nothing really else that I really wanted to learn about. So, just like, I don't know, I just picked it. Nice. Not in school now, so, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) And then that was done, and I was like, I did it, and I'm not about it. Yeah. I still want to go back to school. I don't know when, though. You'll, You'll know when. Yeah, when it feels right. Kind of like, I'll get there. You'll get there. You'll get there when you get there. Yeah. And so, Durango, back to Santa Cruz. Um, during that time, or in your childhood, or currently, what has been, or who has been, an influential person, or an influential moment? In your life? I don't know. Like, I could say it was, like, um, when I chose to not go to school anymore, move back to my hometown, and try to, like, start all over. I don't know. It's so, such a big question. How did your coffee journey start? So not necessarily how did you get to Cat and Cloud, but how did coffee journey start in general? Um, I worked at a grocery store. That's my first job when I was 17. And then I, you know, I was one of the baggers. And then I moved into the bakery. And along with the bakery job, you had to work in the little Pete's coffee 
section. And mm. it wasn't really a Pete's. Kind of was, but not really. It like was they a had pets. <laughs> 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 and it, all it had was like an espresso machine and like um, a little coffee brewer. And that was pretty much it. And all we, they had like chocolate and it was pretty much it. You couldn't order like all the things that you could order at like a regular Pete's. Mm-hmm. It was pretty much just like cof- like literally like coffee and tea and lattes and like maybe a mocha. Mm-hmm. And they also had like the the blended drinks, but same thing, like very limited. So I learned how to steam milk from the little Pete's Coffee book. Mm-hmm. Didn't know what I was doing. Didn't know how to pull shots. And... That was pretty much it. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) I would drink like a mocha every single day. And that's pretty much how it got started. And then the coffee shop across the street was hiring. And I really wanted to work there. But they had latte art and I was really, really nervous. I was like, I don't know how to do latte art. Like, I tried many times, but I wasn't steaming the milk right so it, mm-hmm. it just never worked out mm-hmm. I, mean, I didn't know how to pour either but i tried and i was really nervous probably still tasted good mm, maybe <laughs> 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 but um i ended up getting the job um at that coffee shop and i really liked it it was just like a whole new world i I had no, I didn't know anything about coffee, and yeah, nice. And then, did you then continue, or did you stop working in coffee for a while, and then came back to it? I worked at that coffee shop for nine months, and then that was when I moved to Durango, Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then I got a job at another coffee shop in Durango, and. It was more of like a uh, a Starbucks style. Um, like they didn't really do latte art. They kind of did. They they were really really nice people. Their whole their whole thing was um, you know it was all about like customer service and stuff, which I really liked. And the people of Durango are like super super nice. So I actually enjoyed working there and talking to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously the coffee, like, wasn't really, wasn't, um, my personal favorite, but mm-hmm. I enjoyed, I enjoyed my time working there. Nice. My two managers were amazing. Um, yeah. No, it was, it was, it was a good time. What was her name? Brittany and Josie. Oh. Shout out Brittany and Josie. I love them. They... They were super great. Do you still keep in contact with them or not really? No, I'm not really. I mean, like, I'm pretty bad at keeping in touch with people. Mm-hmm. So I see them a few times on, like, social media because, you know, obviously they live far away. Mm-hmm. But, no, no, I'm so bad about reaching out, so. When you moved from Durango back to Santa Cruz, is that when you started, like, researching about Cat and Cloud or got 
like apply to Cat and Cloud? How did you get to Cat and Cloud? Is I guess my question. Um, I came back to Santa Cruz for winter break, and my friend who had worked at that coffee shop across the street from the grocery store, mm-hmm. um, she told me there was a new coffee shop in Santa Cruz, and I should check it out. Like she's like, "Yo, you, you would totally like it," and I was like, "Oh, that's cool." So. I go over there, and I was rung up by Kristen, and she was super sweet, and she asked me about my day, asked me why I had a camera, and... Ooh, why did you have a camera? I was into photography at that time. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore, but (laughs) I, um, yeah, and then Jared made my latte, it was super good, and I really liked it. And um, once I got back to Durango, Zed found Chris's videos, mm-hmm. and then we just like watched almost all of them. Oh, Zed lived <laughs> in Durango too. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. We knew each other. Well, we didn't know. We've known each other since kindergarten, but um, I lived with him. No, we were together. For three months, and I asked him if he wanted to move to Colorado with me, and he said yes. Oh, <laughs> it was pretty crazy, dude! I wish someone would move to Colorado with me. Yeah, I also don't want to live in Colorado, but I might. <laughs> Maybe who knows? <laughs> I don't think you would like the snow either. Uh, I've never really been in the snow, so I don't know what I'm uh, missing yeah. out on. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you would like. Yeah, someone take me, <laughs> willing to see it. <laughs> And but experience. Willing to, but willing to live in it is... I hear is different. Yeah. <laughs> Never lived anywhere outside of California. So <laughs> sign me up. <laughs> so, yes, you were saying... Uh, so you guys were in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And then Zed found Chris's YouTube's video. Yes. And we watched them all. I was reading... Just about Cat and Cloud in general. And I was like, this is the place. They got good coffee that I like. They have good customer service. They actually genuinely seem happy. And for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) That article was really funny. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I was just like, I really, really want to work there. And it kind of just seemed like, oh, maybe after I finish school, maybe I'll go back out there. Maybe I won't. It was like a whole bunch of like maybes and what ifs. And I had no idea what was going to happen. But I just realized I was like, yeah, I don't really want to go to this school anymore. And I really don't want to live here anymore. So if I was moving back to Santa Cruz anyway, like that was a hard decision to Mm. move back Mm -hmm. out here. And then I applied two weeks before we were going to drive back. And um, I emailed info at, got a reply from Caroline. Um... But, and then I set up an interview with Jared, 
probably like the week that I got there. And it was super crazy. I had never had an interview like that. (laughs) (laughs) It was just you and Jared? It was just me and Jared. And it was funny. Well, we were just like, I was really nervous. I always get super nervous before interviews, of course. And but I actually felt like pretty fine while we were talking because it was just kind of like a normal conversation. Just like talking about like, you know, um, like my past and what I like to do and stuff. And I don't know. I was just talking to him about the coffee. It just seemed like a conversation and then all of a sudden like halfway through the interview he was just like oh yeah by the way I don't want you to worry like you got the job what like wait what the hell and I was so confused did you just decide right now (laughs) (laughs) is is this a real thing like great now like are you sure and (laughs) I was so confused but I felt I mean I was like hell yeah (laughs) <laughs> and we continued with our conversation, and then I, like, I left. And then Caroline comes running out of the cafe, and she was like, Hey, Jennifer, I just heard you're part of the family now. Like, welcome. And she, like, gave me a hug. Uh-huh. And I was like, what is this place? <laughs> <laughs> what did I just sign up to? <laughs> is this a cult? <laughs> I was like are so happy and I was super stoked though I like texted um I texted Zed I was like dude I got the job he was like wait already yeah (laughs) (laughs) and yeah it was super crazy I don't know I don't know how that happened but nice and now you're almost two years or officially like it's been past two two years I got hired in May 2017 oh snap it's almost coming up but i didn't like my first official day was in june because he hired me specifically for abbott but it wasn't open yet Mm, so he told me like you know like we're opening a cafe like i don't really have the hours for you now but Mm -hmm. if you want to wait around for a month like Mm -hmm. i was like oh yeah totally so just like chilled for a month nice um yeah so I think, like, my first official start day was June 1st, I think. Oh. But I'm not sure. Sick, sick. My first shift was with Brittany and oh. Jared. It was an open. Dope. Dope. At Abbott? No, at Portola. Oh, sick. And then our first customer was Bob. <gasps> Bob! <laughs> oh, my gosh. I haven't <laughs> seen him in so long. <laughs> I, I need to wake up at, like, 5. Yeah, and go over and there. And then go over there and be like, sup, Bob? Yeah. Let me get your espresso. <laughs> I got it. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So, I started as concierge mm-hmm. and then moved as barista. Yeah. I remember the first the first shift, he was like, yeah, like, why don't you try to pour some latte art? And, you know, I was... I was like, yeah, totally. And I did not expect for the espresso machine to be that powerful. Like, I've only ever worked on, like, crappy espresso machines. You so know? was it like... <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, crap. And so it was all... 
It's all foamy, and then I poured. It came out, but I poured a swan, and they hate the swan. You know, <laughs> like, they're like, and then Jared, don't ever do that again. Jared and Chris started laughing their heads off, and I was like, what did I do? <laughs> I felt so nervous. Oh, so horrible. And they were just like, we're laughing because we hate it. <laughs> I don't even remember. I just felt bad. Oh, <laughs> whatever. You know, I think the swan is sick. I know. How was your growth from concierge to barista? How was that experience? Because we're going to talk about it a little bit later. <laughs> but how was that compared to how you were, what you're doing now? Um, it was pretty cool. I mean, I, I got bar trained by Chris. Oh, dope. Yeah. So I was super stoked, obviously, because I had watched all of his videos. And he did that thing where he, like, um, like with, like, five espresso cups, like, captures, like, the, the each part of the shot. Mm, and makes yeah. you try, like, the first part and the center and, like, the end part where it's I all, see. like, water. And so I was like, he did that on the video. <laughs> <laughs> I'm living it in real life. <laughs> I'm hella famous. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I was like super nervous. Like every time he, when he was like teaching me how to do like latte art, because I, I had no idea like how to center it. And like I knew how to do it, but I didn't know how to actually do it properly. So it was kind of just like, um, it was really cool. I've never had a, anyone actually. Um, like, take the time and actually help me with a latte art. It was always kind of just like, all right, I'm watching these videos on Instagram, and now I'm going to go do it. But mm -hmm. it was it was cool. Nice. So I, I've always loved being a barista. Nice. Um, so you've been a roaster now for almost a, almost a year, or, like, for sure now a year? Oh, longer than a year. So I got hired in the roastery a month after I got hired in. Oh, in sick! <laughs> I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, like I said, queen roastery, <laughs> queen roaster. So I started in June, and then I got hired at the roastery in July. Okay. But I only did two days a week in the roastery, and then three days a week as a barista. Mm. So it wasn't like a full transition. Um, and. Can you explain what a day in the roast... Well, every day in the roastery is different, right? Yeah, pretty much. What does a day in the roastery look like? Uh, well, you get there. We generally start at 7.30. Um, most days we start at 7.30. And the first thing you do is you vacuum out all the chaff that was in the afterburner from the previous day. Um, you blow out all the crud that was, that's in like all the burner banks. Mm -hmm. And so you get the roaster set up, you turn it on, you let it heat up. And then while you're doing that, you're also processing all the web orders, maybe the wholesale orders, the Mista box orders. And then you generate like a giant list of all those. And then you fill them all, or you roast them all, you fill them all. And then send them out dope, dope. And then you sticker and you bag and you're always refilling like the the labeled bag pars or the bagged coffee pars mm -hmm. so it's kind of like a lot of repetition mm -hmm. but in 
for trying to do cuppings um, pretty consistently. It was, I think it was like three days a week for a long time, but I think now it's becoming more and more, um, which is actually really cool. Um, so we do cuppings in the middle of the day, usually around like 11. Dope. And anyone is invited. My next question, I guess, is you got to go to SCA mm-hmm. and you also went to an origin trip to Honduras. Yes. And so, and you've also gone on a wholesale trip. Yes. So you've seen like all aspects of generally like where our coffee travels to and all the hard work and of production and care. How, like, what have you gained from that? Or not gained, but what have you, like, felt or seen or understood more or seen with more clarity experiencing all these things? Um, I don't know. It's just pretty crazy, like, how... When I was in Honduras, it was just... I, I don't know. I expected... I don't know what I expected. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, I was like, holy crap. This is crazy. Like, I just, like, the whole trip, it just, like, completely exceeded my expectations by far. Mm-hmm. And seeing the people who grow the coffee and seeing the people who work at the dry mill... And seeing, like, the community around it was just, it was really awesome. What's a big takeaway? And I know it's probably a very, or it's not probably, it's like a very oversimplification to just take away one thing from your origin trip. But if you were to explain that trip, to Honduras, to other people who know about coffee or don't know anything about coffee, what would that thing be? The amount of work that (laughs) goes into this. Mm -hmm. Do you mean like growing coffee? Growing coffee. Mm -hmm. The people at the dry mill. Mm -hmm. They work so fucking hard. And I... The amount of quality control at that dry mill is insane. Do you feel like it's now you're like, I feel like I have to do this now to show the hard work the farmers put behind this or to show the respect or to show them respect? Um, I mean, I feel like I have a lot of respect for the amount of work that goes in and I don't necessarily think that it has changed because I mean I don't want to say it's like hasn't changed me at all but I feel like it gave me like a new understanding which I I don't know I don't know how to word it I don't want to say that I didn't respect the product before. Right. I feel like I did. You just understand it a bit more, perhaps? I understand it a lot more. I appreciate it a lot more. 
Like I I have talked about the trip with um like my family mm-hmm. who you know they don't really they drink like the diner coffee and they just don't really understand like the like where it really comes from and coffee's all the just work. something I drink when I'm sleepy. <laughs> yeah. Right. And like Zed's grandparents and um. I don't know. I, l- I love talking about it with other people. I love sharing it. So, Yeah. And I know it feels like by just telling a story, it may not feel like we're making a huge impact, but you don't know where that story is going to carry off to. Yeah, exactly. And what someone else could do with that story. Yeah. And I, I love it when, like, they get super psyched on it and, you know, they don't really... They were kind of just like, oh, coffee, whatever, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah. So. For me, what I would like to do is just kind of, again, I guess it just comes down to everything we just said, share the stories so people know and so people could just understand that there is a story behind this coffee that you're drinking Mm -hmm. and it didn't just come out of thin air. And there were families and generations of Mm -hmm. families that went behind making this thing that you are drinking. Yes. And I'm not trying to shame you or anything about it. Right. I just want you to know that someone you don't even know and they don't know you worked really hard so you could enjoy this. Like that's their life. What about Cat and Cloud then makes it special to you that you could go work anywhere else, but what about this place makes you want to stay and makes you want to work and be a part of it? Because I know it's not easy work, but what motivates you? Mm. Hmm. I'm so bad with words. That's fine. Do you think more than you say? Oh, Yes. That's probably why. But I just can't, I can't like formulate it into sentences. In your own language, you know what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, I feel that. But then I just sound dumb or then I don't care. Oh, have you heard me talk? (laughs) I sound hella dumb. I say for sure every other five lines, which I haven't said this whole time. I'm very. I think I've said it. Yo, yeah, you've said it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love working at Cotton Cloud and I do want to stay. Um, I think it's just such a special company because they not only like genuinely care about the customers, but they care about the employees and they also care about the farmers and establishing a relationship and treating them with respect. And it, there's just another level of care that I haven't experienced anywhere else. And even if I do leave in the future, I think that Cat and Cloud has set me up to be successful. Dude. Hell yeah. (laughs) That was really sweet. Oh, God. I'm sorry. Okay. No, take it back. I hate it. Gents, one, that was hella <laughs> stupid. Get out of my car. <laughs> um, 
So my final question that I like to ask all the time, but now I leave it open to artists in general, is whomst is your favorite artist? Slash what um, kind of art are we talking about? Um, I don't know if I have like a favorite, like an overall favorite. I kind of, um, I don't know. The the girl that I've been following for a while, who I've been really liking her stuff recently because I've been doing a lot of printmaking. I always do like different kind of, um, I always go through like different kinds of art, watercolor or acrylic or, I don't, I just like to do it just to do it. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing um, printmaking recently and this girl on Instagram who I can't pronounce her username, <laughs> but <laughs> her actual name is Emily Louise Howard. And I really like her stuff. I really like her style. She's, I've just been digging her stuff lately. It is real cute. Yeah. Jenna's been showing me and it is very cool. It's very detailed. Yeah. Yeah, she also does like real people too, or like. Do you do printmaking? Potter characters. Right now, I've been into printmaking. Um, yeah, I made uh, Shelly a black cat for her birthday, next to a coffee cup. Oh. Made Grace an octopus. Yeah, I've been into it lately. Yeah, and for my birthday, you got me a new wallet. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like I hate it, but I don't. It, because it you, was, you needed it. <laughs> it was very necessary. Man, you guys should have seen my wallet. <laughs> now it looks great. There was a ton of duct tape it's, on there. <laughs> it was all duct tape. <laughs> <laughs> my money was falling out of it. Oh, gosh. It gives me a nightmare. Hey, thanks for that wallet. I really love it. It's in here somewhere. Well, I'm, I'm actually glad that you used it. Because I was like, I don't know if she's going to use it. But I'm gonna buy it. I really appreciate it. I definitely do. Do you it. know how long it took me to find a giant flat wallet? <laughs> I very much appreciate <laughs> you listening to all my sneakily pulling details out of me. <laughs> if you need to know anything about me, ask Jen Swen. She's really good at just pulling the things right out of me. <laughs> um, we're gonna off grid talk two more hours <laughs> so <laughs> it's nine o'clock we'll let you know what's up later okay bye <laughs>